cannot run A-B tests, you want to get insights and validate your ideas through data and user research. So take a step uh, down from the hierarchy of evidence, but still you want to validate. Try to validate your ideas and your hypothesis uh, with your users instead of just implementing them without validating something. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Click to Buy. In today's episode, we'll be discussing alternatives to A-B testing and debunking the myth that all best practices work for all brands when it comes to CRO. To answer these questions, I've brought on today Ruben. Ruben, how are you doing today? Good, good. Thank you for having me. Well, we're super excited to have you. And for those of you, so those of my audience who don't know you, maybe you can give a little intro about who you are and what it is that you do. Sure. So like you said, my name is uh, Ruben. I've been in the business of data optimization experimentation for over 14 years. Currently, I am the lead uh, consultant at Online Dialogue, which is an experimentation agency based in uh, the Netherlands. I also have my own company, Conversion Ideas, with, uh, mm -hmm. and have the goal to help people learn and excel in conversion rate optimization for affordable prices. Now with over 12,000, almost 13,000 students worldwide in my online courses uh, and having fun with great people, great websites, great organizations every day. Wow, so you really like live and breathe data and CRO like every part of the day. Uh, yeah, actually, yes, because I think it's it's not necessarily a way of working. I think it's also a mindset uh -huh. uh, So I always try to optimize my uh, personal life uh, as well. Uh, experimenting, uh, sports, food, sleep, uh, meditation, journaling. So, uh, yeah, I uh, do it a lot and uh, makes me happy. I love it. Well, we'll probably get a little bit into that mindset as we go through some of our uh, hot topics today. To get us kind of warmed up, I always like to ask my guests kind of a hot topic like this or that and just get their hot take on different CRO um, practices. So for you, I thought we could discuss kind of different ways of getting to know your customer. So I've had some guests who say the better way, if they only could pick one between customer surveys versus customer interviews, they would prefer a customer survey. Other guests have preferred the interview, which is maybe more qualitative, but you might get different insights. If you could only pick one, would you pick customer surveys or customer interviews and why? Um, that's a very good question. I would say uh, then a, a very good survey. Um, mm -hmm. And it should be very good because, the, of course, the advantage of an interview is that you can dig deeper and ask deeper questions, mm -hmm. which will get you more insights, but it's also mm -hmm. a lot more work and uh, you, you cannot interview uh, a significant amount of people. Um, with surveys, if you have the right uh, audience, uh, right resp respondents, uh, and you ask the right question, you can probably get a lot more insights. Uh, from it, um, from a lot more people, but it's it's they're both equally uh, important, I would say. True. Okay. So ideally, you have the best of both worlds, a little bit of everything. But maybe if you're yeah. like just starting, it's good to try to get like a lot of different data in at once, which like a survey is maybe a little bit more helpful from, and then dive deep in those interviews when you have the resources for it. Yeah, exactly. And when, you, when you're a bit stressed for time or you want to run uh, yeah. running experiments as soon as possible, then setting an, uh, a survey live and while response are coming, you can do a data research or a scientific research. Mm -hmm. um, so I guess it's more time efficient. 
Yeah, and kind of bouncing off, I guess, that answer, uh, I'm really curious, in your experience, what do you think is the best way for brands that have limited site traffic to approach testing? Surveys and interviews. <laughs> now, uh, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> of, course, of, course, of course, you want to uh, uh, run A-B tests as much as possible if you can. If you have sufficient traffic mm -hmm. and sufficient conversions to have a data-driven, statistically valid A-B test, then definitely do A-B testing. Uh, but in, in in science and like also in conversion rate optimization, there's something as a hierarchy of evidence, which states mm -hmm. like the risk you take when based the decisions on research. On the top, there's meta-analysis, which you also see in, in science, right? There's lots of papers on one theory, and then someone comes, puts them all together, and creates a new theory. That's meta-analysis. Below mm -hmm. that is the randomized controlled trial, or A-B tests. And below that is data and basically user research. So if you cannot run A-B tests, you want to get insights and validate your ideas through data and user research. So take a step uh, down from the hierarchy of evidence, but still you want to validate. Um, and that's crucial for traffic with, with uh, or website with limited traffic, uh, but mm -hmm. also for testing very big innovative ideas, right? Before you start building huge features, huge new digital products, you want to validate your idea, your assumptions using user research uh, as much as possible. And the same for websites that have insufficient traffic, you want to do re user research to validate your idea. So that could be usability testing, five second testing, preference testing, um, whatever you do, try to validate your ideas and your hypothesis uh, with your users instead of just implementing them without validating something. Gotcha. So there's, there should always be the customer or kind of user element to it, even if you don't have enough of that traffic to do maybe a larger scale. As you said, I like how you really put it together. Like you're working your way down the hierarchy. Like if you can't do A-B testing, what's that like rung below that that you can work on? Maybe you can uh, dig a little deeper into one of those kind of test methods you recommended, like five second testing or usability testing for maybe people who are newer to these kind of ideas. Yeah, of course. So um, five-second testing is fun. It's uh, basically you show a design, let's say, of your most important landing page. So let's say you have an, a very mm -hmm. important landing page and you have the impression it's underperforming. Then you do research mm -hmm. uh, to, to, to come up with ideas to improve it. So you create a new design with new content, new, co uh, new visuals on that page. And you show the original page and a new page for five seconds, so just above the fold. Showed for five seconds to someone first original page and then the, the new page for instance for one person gets only one design and then you can ask questions like hey um wh uh, what what's this website about what can you do here why should you do it here and where would you click first for instance and that's to see if people understand the value proposition uh, the brand uh, the website uh, and see if they get a good first impression and of course as we know a first impression sticks uh, so yeah. through five-second test, it's very nice to validate that new landing page. With the usability test, it's different. Uh, that's perfect uh, for testing usability. You invite someone over or you do it remotely and you give them assignment to complete on the website. And it can should be a personal assignment. So this person would behave like he does at home or she does at home. So if mm -hmm. you sell fashion, you could ask someone to... to um, come with a personal story, maybe there's, there's a party coming up and this person still needs to buy clothes for that party. 
and then have that person find clothes for that party on your website, see how this person navigates through your website, see where this person gets stuck or is confused, uh, and learn from that, solve those issues, and then run new usability tests. And that's how you can optimize and validate without A-B testing. Yeah, well, thanks. That was very clear and I think super helpful. I'm really curious. So I had a previous guest on, uh, Viquette, actually, who works and helps uh, the brands that she works for in the pet care space with a lot of usability testing. And she mentioned like a test where they noticed, for example, the text had to be bigger because everyone was always like zooming in or uh, like yeah. doing things like that. I wonder if you have any kind of memorable tests that you've run that kind of come to mind. Yeah, it's, it's um, I, I did a lot of usability tests, or my teams did a lot of usability mm -hmm. tests, and that, that can be for uh, Donald Duck with uh, little children yes. playing games, which is <laughs> absolutely fantastic. It's so much fun to see that. To uh, uh, furniture shops, to I did, I've seen a lot of usability tests. But one that still sticks with me is a usability test for a, a huge uh, e-commerce website selling furniture and uh, mm -hmm. household stuff. And um, the list page, we knew it was, it seemed to be underperforming, but we couldn't really, s on mobile, mm -hmm. but we couldn't really grasp what it was. Um, and during usability tests, we noticed that everyone scrolled past the filter. It was there in the screen, big enough, but still people scrolled past it. It was something we didn't think of. Then we started A-B testing because we did have sufficient traffic. Um, for A-B testing, and we made it just stand out more, give different colors, some text around it, and then people started using it. I think we tripled the number of users uh, who used wow. the filters, and it resulted in a massive increase in conversion rates. Um, and that was a nice example of doing a good usability test, um, and if possible, A-B testing it to validate the, uh, the idea even more, and seeing a, a, a big revenue increase. Thanks, that's a great example also of how you showed like how the hierarchy, how it all kind of fits together. Like you saw yeah. one issue, now you're able to test it, validate it and see like tangible results, which I think is what everyone always hopes for when they get CRO advice. But also brings me to my next kind of hot topic I'd love to chat with you today. I see a yeah, lot of folks out there about, about the last, last, oh, sorry, yeah. so one more thing to know oh, about please last go last for it. If you, if you cannot do the A-B test after usability test, yeah. uh, make, in my case, in this example, make it stand uh -huh. out more, uh, do the text, do make a different color, make it out more, and then do a USB test again to see if people start using it. Um, okay. So if you cannot A-B yeah. test, again, validate it through a new AB, uh, uh, usability test to validate the changes and your assumptions. Nice, so if you don't have enough traffic to do that A-B test, you can just run another usability test. But I like what you said there about trying to make a big change, because uh, I think that's also kind of key here, like something that's noticeable enough to really prove that this was the reason. Yeah, yeah. so check your data, ch check use, uh, uh -huh. use, more usability tests to keep validating and learning from mm -hmm. every change. Even though you cannot do A-B testing, do check your data and do uh, keep on doing user, uh, user testing. Yes, the answer is in the data. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, so uh, our next kind of hot topic, which kind of ties into this, is a lot of people make these big promises, like do this one thing and your brand will grow by X amount of sales by this one best practice. But I think I've heard that this is a bit of a myth, that not every best practice works for everyone in CRO. So I'd love to know what are your, what are your thoughts on this? And uh, 
Have you ever seen a best practice that didn't work as expected? Oh yeah, of course. I mean, uh, <laughs> uh, enough. Uh, I've seen, uh, I think, uh, thousands of A/B tests. So I'm still surprised every single time. Uh, but no, I think <laughs> there, there's nothing wrong with best practices, right? You, if you start mm -hmm, somewhere, sure. um, yeah, why not not start with best practices um, and then learn how to do research and learn more about your users? But it's totally fine to start with with best practices. Um, okay. But you have to again validate those best practices. Um, mm. because there's there's never a tip that can guarantee an uplift in conversion. What can work for one website, what does miracles for one website and one product can e not work or even backfire on other websites simply because the website is different, the market is different, the audience on your page is different, um, the season could be different. Uh, there's mm -hmm. so many external factors that you have no control over. Um, and I've seen, uh, for instance, the biggest surprises are, for instance, when social proof doesn't work even though it's a highly rated uh, product. Because everybody thinks always thinks like social proof, mm -hmm. that is the, the best practice that always works. Um, but yeah. there are cases that it, it, it could backfire. For instance, when motivation to purchase is extremely high already and there is no mm -hmm. more convincing needed, adding social proof is just distraction. It's just distracting mm -hmm. people in, their in a journey to eventually make that purchase. It could even make them doubt when there's maybe a four-star review um, so it could backfire then. It also backfire. It could also backfire if it's something that people are not too proud of. For instance, uh, getting a loan, or mm -hmm. a, uh, a, a a session to quit smoking, drinking, save more money. Um, then you don't want to be. In some cases, you don't want to be part of the big group uh, because it's something you're not too proud of. So social proof could definitely backfire there mm -hmm. as well. So yeah, again, always validate ideas. I think that's a good filter to put on the kind of advice, like best practices can be a good place to start, especially when you're starting out, but you need to validate and test it to see if it works with your page and your strategy and your audience, especially your answer about social proof. That's definitely something I haven't heard before. So definitely, a, I'm very curious uh, to hear more about that. Like, is this in a, a particular industry? or a type of product that you've seen this um, in your previous tests? Um, not necessarily related to a, a, a specific market, but I've also mm -hmm. seen um, before I was a consultant at Online Dialog, I used to work as a manager of a centralized CRO in your X department in a huge publishing uh, company in Netherlands. Mm -hmm. um, and they have many, many different brands and magazines. And also uh, a lot of uh, magazines aimed towards female, the female audience. But still, there are differences mm -hmm. there, of course. And we had an experiment in one, uh, on one website that worked very well. Then we copied it to another, worked perfectly. The third time, again, it worked very nice. The fourth time, <laughs> for a fourth female magazine, it completely dropped the conversions. Um, wow. In a validated A-B test with sufficient traffic and sufficient conversion. So, like I said, I've been involved in thousands of experiments, but I still <laughs> get surprised. Every yeah, well, it keeps you, I guess, interested or intrigued in, in your day-to-day. -day. I imagine that's quite nice, uh, especially I like what you said about having this experimentation mindset. I'm curious, are you, have you been inspired by any, like, campaigns or tests that you've seen other brands do that, like, come to mind? Uh, I, I've always been, uh, I'm always looking at others and uh, inspired by others. That's, that's why we have an, and a lot of people sharing stuff in our industry, and uh -huh. that makes it, like, a wonderful industry to be in. Um, 
like inspired. So my 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 personal journey, I I started with interest mm -hmm. in personal growth and uh, human behavior. Um, mm -hmm. So that inspired me. Lots of personal growth stuff and gurus there. That naturally led me to interest in human behavior optimization. And that made my journey start at conversion rate optimization. Uh, and of course, within conversion rate optimization, also gave me the time where I started. Yeah, it was of course mm -hmm. you looked a lot at Booking.com. Um, and uh, one of the founders of, uh, or both founders of Online Dialogue were already A/B testing uh, even before testing tools came out. Um, so those inspired me, and I'm ha very happy to work with them right now. Um, but there's always big companies, small companies that that inspire yeah. me, uh, and uh, yeah, I can learn from everyone. Cool. I definitely enjoy sometimes seeing different things or examples flow by, especially when you see someone who's like just posting about it because they bought something and then they thought it was like such a good experience that they had to post about it. I think that's when you know like you're doing something right when it comes to like the customer journey. Yeah, exactly. Which exactly. I, I guess at the end of the day is what you want is someone who can just slide through and it's not even a consideration. Well, unless it's of course a product that deals with a great deal of financial or forethought. But for the majority of these quick purchases, Ideally, it's like, oh, I found what I want, and it was a great, easy time to do it. Exactly, exactly. And I think, I think the thing that, that really inspires me now is, for instance, huge uh, uh, experiments that involve several departments, even departments like mm -hmm. a legal department, for instance, because there are a lot of law changes regarding privacy and then working together with legal to end obliged the law, but also make it as, as best as possible for the user. Uh, and then legal all of a sudden becomes fan of experimentation, which is totally awesome of course or uh, experiments that that uh, follow up on a big user research for instance it's also very nice mm. to see that I'm curious, do you companies have more and more start listening to their users go ahead yeah do you have any advice on like if you were going if you're going to like go inside a company and give them some cro advice for a day would you have any advice on how they can kind of encourage this experimentation mindset within a company so that Hopefully you do have these kind of different departments seeing how they can benefit from it. Yeah, uh, yeah I'm a consultant, so the answer is always it depends. Yeah, I imagine uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> no, if, if it's for one day and one quick tip, uh, of course, every organization is different with different legacies, mm -hmm. uh, but become friends with, uh, with customer service uh, because okay. they have a lot that's of a, knowledge about your... Uh, target audience about your website Fister. They talk to them every single day. They get all the questions, the complaints, the praises, and you can really use those insights to optimize your website and your digital products. What do you think most businesses do wrong when it comes to uh, their customer journey? Uh, implement and change stuff based on gut feeling or, or simply best practices. That's, that's, that's something that uh people need to understand like like doing research mm -hmm. and validation experimentation it's not just to find those nice uplifts and those nice winners it's also for mitigating risk um if you implement mm -hmm. everything you're gonna have you're gonna make changes that will hurt the customer experience and it will hurt your revenue or your main kpis whatever they may be um so if there's something that's wrong then it's just simply implementing anything everything without a good uh, validation strategy behind it 
I think that's a great advice for anyone out there. Think about just really think about it before you just implement because as you said it definitely is risky to be changing too many things um another guest i spoke with talked about places she's worked and helping their cro where they had so many flashy animations and like moving things going on that it was suddenly totally distracting people from looking at the product and finding the information they wanted to find so um, I think that's definitely been the theme of this episode: just validate, validate, validate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Those everyone has to understand that that like ballpark figures is that twenty five percent of the changes result in an, in a positive uplift, at twenty five percent result in uh, in in in, uh, in a negative effect, and fifty percent mm-hmm. of changes don't do anything. That means two things: if you implement everything, seventy five percent what you're gonna do is uh, it does nothing. It's useless. It even decreases conversions. Um, you also your growth is stuck because you have 25% uh, which is good change and 25% is a bad change and 50% is nothing so you're stuck around the, 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 the zero but mm. if you validate and you only implement those 25% uh, that's a positive uplift then you start growing as a business and that's when you start optimizing your websites and your digital products for your users and for your KPIs gotcha well, that's, it's been very interesting hearing your opinions today. And uh, I have a couple, I actually have a special question from you uh, from a mm-hmm. previous guest on this podcast. So I always like to kind of pass the mic to the next guest. Uh, so yep. I just spoke to uh, Will and he asked for you, let's see, if you could sit down with one person in the e-commerce marketing space, who would it be and what would you ask them? Huh. Um... That's a very nice question. Let's see. Um, I met most people already, uh, and of course, I have my friends in uh, in the industry, which is mm-hmm. always good to sit down with, like uh, like Lucia van der Brink, uh, Daphne Tiedemann, uh, of course, my colleagues. Uh, but if there's one person I have not spoken to often yet, and I want to sit down with, um, let's say uh, Ben LeBay. I've not met Ben LeBay okay. in person yet. Uh, I spoke to him online. I have a lot of uh, connection. With, uh, we talk on LinkedIn, of course, but I've not met. That's uh-huh. one person I've not met in person yet. And it would be great to uh, to see him once in life, in real life. Nice. Yeah, I suppose from all the conferences and all the work you do, it makes sense that you would probably know most people already in the in the biz. But nice to know. And if you could meet him in person, what's something you would love to chat about like offline? What I would check about offline, um, yeah. regarding our work, or what do you mean? Yeah, just anything. Like I know you've said you've messaged them on LinkedIn already. Oh, yeah. Like if there was one thing you could like, you're like, okay, I have ten minutes on an elevator with Ben. What would you ask? Him? Oh, <laughs> well, like I said, we do chat online, so uh, yeah, it would just be it would just be great to uh, I, I guess get a get a beer and a, and a burger and talk about uh, mm-hmm. life in general. I would guess or how he runs his agency. Gotcha. Nice. Uh, and nice maybe question. a last, <laughs> a last question for you. So I would, we're going to have some more guests coming on soon. who are also yep. in the CRO space, many like yourself who do some consulting. Uh, so if you could ask, leave a question for them to answer, it can be anything CRO related. So what, what question would you like our next guest to answer? Yeah. I, I have a difficult one uh, that comes to oh, mind. I love, love it. Um, 
so with my own company, Conversion Ideas, I want to help people uh, get started and excel in conversion rate optimization for an affordable price. So mm -hmm. it's really aimed at those people that don't have an employer to pay for expensive business business courses. So my courses sell mm -hmm. for 10, 15, 15 euros. Um, but there's still one quest I'm stuck with, so I'm very curious if Nesca okay. can solve it and would be very interesting to hear that. Um, because I have a lot of people in my courses uh, that finish the courses and then want to get into a CRO job. And then you run into two problems. Uh, the first one in uh, markets that are still starting up, uh, CRO is too small or the people don't still just simply buy traffic and don't do any CRO at all. They have a very hard mm -hmm. time convincing recruiters and companies to get them a CRO role. And in the more mm -hmm. mature markets, um, when you apply for a CRO role, the recruiter always wants a one or two year experience. There's a very large group of very passionate, enthusiastic people that are ready to take on the world and, and improve digital products, but they cannot yeah. get a job. And a very that's still a quest that I'm stuck with, uh, and hopefully I can solve it somehow. Um, mm -hmm. But if anyone has any idea, I would be very happy to hear it. Gotcha. So kind of, how can you get a start in CRO? Because the barrier to entry is either like too high or the startup B maybe can't afford it yet. Yes. Okay. Well, I'll be sure to, uh, once we have that episode recorded, pass along the answer if they have a gem or pearl of wisdom that can hopefully help you on this quest as well. That would be great. Uh, that's still yeah. something I strive for to help people uh, with what I love to do every single day. Well, Ruben, it has been an absolute pleasure having you here today on click to buy um, Again, if somebody wants to find you online, uh, where would be the best place for them to find you and any of your services? Yeah, please feel free to connect with me on uh, LinkedIn. Always happy to have mm -hmm. a chat there or uh, check my website, uh, conversionideas.com or onlinedialogue.com and uh, feel free to reach out. Happy to hear from All you. Right. Awesome. Well, we'll make sure to add the link in the show notes. Thanks again, Ruben. And uh, this has been Thank another you. episode of Click to Buy. Till the next one.